Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I am your host, Justin Belanger. Today is March 27th, 2020. Um, I know it's a, you know, it's been a frustrating couple of weeks for a lot of people, but hang in there. Uh, you know, I, I, I hope everyone's doing the, their part right now. I hope everyone's washing their hands. I hope everyone's keeping their distance. Uh, you know, I hope people are, are eating healthy. I hope that everyone is just doing their part in order for the world to get back on track. I'm a sports lover. I know that a lot of people listening to this podcast are sports lovers as well. And the only way that we're going to get sports back is uh, is if each and every one of us plays our part. You know, if this wasn't going on right now, the NHL playoffs would be, you know, just ramping up. Same with the NBA uh, playoffs. They would just be ramping up. And we still haven't lost those things. Like, the NHL season could come back. The NBA season still could come back. The guy who we're having on the podcast today, Devin Shore, who plays for Columbus, you know, his season still could be a go. So he's sitting at home probably just waiting for something to happen because, you know, as soon as you get that okay from... Gary Bettman, it's go time. So, you know, these things are still up in the air. You, you don't know for sure that things are going to be canceled. And the only way to get things back on track is if each and every one of us does our part to to make sure that the sport world and the world in general, I don't, I don't want to put this just on sports, but the world in general can, can, get, back to, can get back to where it was. Um, so, yeah, if there's one thing I'm going to ask of you, just please do your part. And uh, the information is out there. Read an article. And, uh, and yeah, just do your part, please. And thank you. Uh, today on the podcast, very excited to have Devin Shore on the podcast. I messaged him yesterday and I knew that he would have some free time on his hands due to the fact that the NHL season is on pause. Uh, Devin was actually one of the first NHL players to come on our podcast. So kudos to him for, I think it was a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago that he jumped on the podcast. Um, so yeah, I messaged him, asked if he wanted to come back on. He said, yep, he has tons of time on his hands like we all do. And, uh, he actually played for Anaheim at the beginning of the season and recently got traded to Columbus. So I'll talk to him what it was like playing in, uh, in California, playing for the Anaheim Ducks over there. He played with a lot of great players. Uh, Ryan Getzlaff is one guy I want to talk about. Great leadership uh, ability from that guy. I'm sure playing on team Canada, winning, uh, I think two Olympic gold medals, I think. Anyways, nonetheless, and uh, yeah, and recently getting traded to Columbus. I want to know what it's like to, to get traded in the NHL. How does that work? Are you, are you meeting up with the team? Are you going right to the hotel? What, what, what goes down? How do you figure things out within a city of Columbus? You must have someone helping you. Um, and then also like John Tortorella, you know, that's one of the more characterized uh, coaches in the NHL. I want to know, you know, essentially what he said to him or what John said to Devin as soon as he met him. 
tons of stories to go on in the NHL. And also, I want to find out how, you know, the NHL was put on pause. How did you find out? Was there any information maybe before the actual league was put on pause? Did you get any, you know, word of anything? So tons to talk about with Devin. I'm really excited to have him on the podcast. And once again, you know, I'm always humbled when an NHL player comes on this podcast. It's always a big deal to me. It's always a life that, you know, I always wanted to play in the NHL. And now that that dream hasn't really come true, anytime we get a guy that's in the NHL, I get to live my dream through these guys and, and they tell me what it's like. So I'm um, always fortunate to get NHL players on here. And Devin, like I said, taking the time out of his day, that's huge for us. So this is the podcast that we did with Devin Shore. I hope you enjoy. I'm Justin. We're talking to Devin. This is High Button Sports. You know what comes next. Here we go. Okay, we are going. Devin, thanks for joining the show, man. Appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me on. How are you? It's, you know, the sporting world is uh, in shock right now, I guess. I don't know. How are you taking it all in? Um, it's been different. Uh, it's been a lot of things, but... Um, I, I think the biggest thing is just the, from a sporting standpoint, is just the change from routine. We're used to having so much structure to our everyday lives, and now it's, it's you know, stay home and 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 kind of wait it out. So we're we're doing our everything we can to kind of stay in shape in our living rooms and whatnot. But at the same time, it's it's nice to have some downtime. I've never even I never even thought about it from that aspect because well, I don't play hockey anymore, but. If you think about it, you've played hockey for your entire life, like up until now, and now you haven't been. How long has it been since you've been on the ice? Oh, like I, at least pro- probably two weeks. Yeah. So, do you remember the so last like, time in your life where you haven't been on the ice for two weeks? At the end of every season, I'll usually take like a month off the ice. Yeah. You take like two or three weeks out of the gym, and then you get back into the gym. But um, it, unfortunately, the teams I played on, we haven't made playoffs. So, if you, if you get back on the ice too early it makes for a really long summer you you want to be excited yeah. to get back out there so you so you need to take that mental break but this time of year no no way uh no shot i've never uh, been off the ice for for two weeks in spring so what are you doing to like fill the time i know you just said like home workout so you got like the stationary bike at home you got the yoga mat out like what are you doing no no like we we do uh like i do some some body weight workouts in the living room um I'm with Maggie right now, so like we'll do workouts on on YouTube that we'll do together. We we did that deck of cards workout one time, um, and there there's a hill around where we live. In uh, it's nice, like we, we you keep your your social distancing. It's not too busy. Like you you maybe run into one or two people, and you you just stay stay away from them. But yeah. so we've done a couple hill workouts. But other than that, it's a lot of reading, uh, Netflix. Uh, Mario Kart, and we've, we've, we play some Monopoly and stuff like that. Try to, we, we've we've gotten better at cooking too, so that's nice. Where, are you in Columbus right now, or are you in Ajax? Yeah, Columbus? yeah, we're in Columbus right now. I'm just waiting for our stuff to get shipped from Anaheim from the trade. Yeah, um, and then once that happens, we'll we'll kind of see where we go, and we're, we're also listening to what our teams are saying and what the NHL is saying every day regarding travel and whatnot. So. Um, it, it's such an ongoing thing and that it could change by the day, by the hour. So we're, we're just hanging tight for now. Are you in the hotel or did the team set you up with an apartment? Like where are you at? They, they set us up with an apartment. So as okay. far as that goes, it, it's a really good setup. It's fully furnished. And when we were playing, it's, you know, it's a nine iron away from the rink. You could, you could throw a ball and hit the rink. So, uh, 
it's it's nice close walking distance right downtown so that part's really good so I want to let's talk about the beginning of the season back when you were playing hockey uh, in California for for Anaheim. Talk about that experience because the last time you were on the podcast, you were playing for Dallas. So was there even was there you know it, it's warm weather? It's down there in the states. Did you find the same atmosphere as it was in Dallas and California, or what were the differences? Do you think? Um, I I guess like the the hockey part of it is quite similar. You know, once you get into the rink and the puck drops, it's. Uh, you know, the fans are great and and it's intense and it was a really good group of guys in in Anaheim there. Um, you know, Getzlaff is is uh, is a great captain and and all the way down, it, it was a really good group of guys in that room and and then just living in Southern California, you couldn't really uh, script uh, a nicer place to live. I guess away from the rink with the beach and the weather and and whatnot. So that that was that was really cool. Yeah, I'm sure Maggie was happy. Oh yeah, yeah. She loved it. We had the dog out there. We'd be taking the dog out, and yeah. we'd take our trips to the beach and and all that good stuff. Yeah, she was loving it. What was Getzlaff like as a leader? Obviously, he can. Uh, he's still putting up numbers in the NHL, which is crazy. But was he a vocal guy in the room, or did he just lead by example on the ice? He, he would talk. To, to be honest, he's he's a pretty. Uh, I guess, for lack of a better word, he's a pretty chill kind of guy. He he likes to keep it loose and he likes to laugh. And then, but then you can kind of see it in his eyes when, when the temperature gets turned up, or if it's game time, you could sort of see he's able to flick that switch um, instantaneously. He's, he's done it his whole career, right? So, um, in in an intermission or before a game, if he speaks up, you know, everyone everyone's gonna stop what they're doing and listen. But away from the rink, or even in practice, or even the hour and a half before the game, before things start to get turned up, he, he's he's a really fun guy to be around. He, he likes to joke around and. And chirp and, and all that good stuff. So he, he was a he's an awesome guy to have in the room. He's been in a ton of different uh, dressing rooms and and so he he uh, he knows how to handle the room. It's always nice going to a new team and knowing that the leader is just a laid back guy and a good guy. You never want to go into like a hostile dressing room. So it's great to hear that that you go to a new team and yeah, good. no, absolutely. It, it, that was a uh, that was huge and those guys welcomed me in right away in the, in the exact same way. Uh, now I'm sure we're going to talk about it in a little bit, but Columbus welcomed me in right away too. So most guys in hockey you find are are pretty solid guys. So that's yeah. good. So how did the team find out? And actually, I don't want to talk about that yet. I want to talk about the trade to Columbus. How did you find out? You know, where was the where was Columbus? Did you have to fly and meet them in another city? Did you go right to Columbus? Like, how did the whole trade work in that sense? Yeah, so I got the call on on deadline day. It was about an hour before the trade deadline, and I was back in Anaheim. And uh, the team actually played in Columbus that night, so I wouldn't have been able to make that game. Yeah. But they they were trade deadline day was the first day of a back to back for them. They had a game at home, and then they went to Minnesota. Okay. So I got the trade, and I was on the phone with the the team services uh, representative for Columbus about a half hour after the trade, and so she helped me book my flight and, and get everything set up and I was on a plane uh, about three hours later um, to Minnesota so I I got in we, we connect I forget where I connected um, then got in pretty late to Minnesota but the team met me there just after they had played and then I played the next the second half of the back-to-back in Minnesota that's so sick just the NHL yeah. life just doesn't stop you just keep going oh it's crazy yeah the the turnaround and whatnot and it's it's such an emotional time. Cause you're you're sad about leaving Anaheim. You're excited about the new opportunity. You're excited to be in a 
in a playoff race, but at the same time, you're also nervous to get to know a new group. So honestly, the best way to do that is to just start playing games because that's kind of that common denominator when you want to get to to know all these different individuals as guys. But when you're playing, you're you're just one of the one of the members of the team, and you're you're going to battle with them. So it, it's a good way to get in with the guys early. What was uh? What are the what's the first thing that Tort said to you? Because us as fans from the outside, all we see is him in the media. So obviously, I don't know if he's if he's a different guy. Uh, you know, when the cameras aren't going, what co- what was the first thing that Tort said to you, and what was your impression of him? Yeah, he called me on uh, he called me on trade deadline day, like right after the the trade was called, and and he said he, they're they're excited to have me and excited to get going. It was it was a really nice call, and then I saw them. Uh, uh, they actually came into the hotel in Minnesota um, around the, the same time I did. So I met pretty much the whole team in that lobby late at night, the night before the Minnesota game. And so he, he gave me a quick handshake and, and a smile. So, yeah, no, he, he was good. Like, uh, I think if you, if you ask anyone who plays for him, he, he, he pushes you a ton and he, he's very demanding, but he's also very fair and, and uh, he, he's got his players back. So, yeah, it's uh, like I said, I'm still – uh, getting used to the, the whole situation. It's only been six games before this this uh, self quarantine has started, but but it's it's been good so far. So yeah, you, you got to Columbus like end of February, mid or beginning of March. Is, is that correct? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The trade happened uh, February twenty fourth. We were on the yeah. road, so yeah. So did was there any talk at all in the room about you know a potential shutdown of the NHL season? Like was that even a topic of conversation among the boys or? Not really. Like it all caught us so quick, and, and credit to the you know I guess the the governments and the the health uh, experts for for getting onto it. But we I guess in hindsight we really didn't take it that seriously. Like yeah. we knew it was a, we knew it was an issue going around, and and we knew uh, it wasn't good. But we we had no clue it would it would get to this. I think that the big shocker was that day when the when the NBA shut down. Um, so we we had uh, I think we had a practice day, and uh, we had a team meeting with our our team doctors and like team um, athletic trainers, just giving us, hey, you can kind of see this thing's picking up a bit of steam, and they just gave us the whole rundown. Like, listen, wash your hands. If you feel any symptoms, let us know. You guys are in good hands. We said okay, like just kind of going through the protocol. That afternoon we learned that Ohio can't play sports in front of fans. So that, that seemed like a huge shock at the time. We're like, we're going to be playing in empty buildings. Was that before or after the NBA season got canceled? That was before. Oh, that was before. So, so we were, so yeah. So that practice day, we learned that that afternoon we we were supposed to play Pittsburgh the next day. So they're like, okay, Ohio is now not playing anymore in, in front of fans. So we're like, okay, we're playing Crosby and the Pens tomorrow at home in an empty building. So that, that was like a shock. <laughs> then that same that same evening was the was the whole NBA thing. Wow. So we go to the yeah, it, it was nuts. So we went to the rink the following morning preparing to play a game, but we had an idea like this doesn't look good, but we like we were directed like go to the rink pre- pretend like you're you because you, you, until you hear you, you have to prepare like you're playing. Yeah. So we did we did uh, a little bit of a stretch, but. I think if you remember that that was the morning where they said, okay, like everyone go home, like don't conduct any morning skates and, and meetings. So we were there for maybe 10 minutes eating breakfast and we got sent home and sure enough, I don't know what it was, 2 PM that afternoon, the, the league shut down. So it, it was, uh, that was a crazy 24 hours. I know 
that was a long answer, but it was it was a pretty wild 24 hours. Yeah, I remember San Jose was uh, – uh, that's the first team I remember announcing that they weren't playing any more home games. Like the state of California just shut down from when it came to large gatherings. That was the first time I heard of anything, but I didn't know they did it in Ohio too. That's – it's, yeah, it's, I think, it's, yeah, I think we were like a day after. I think San Jose was the first to do it as well. Um, but and then, yeah, they they ordered the to play in empty buildings. It was the day before the league was put on pause, so we ended up not even we didn't play a game in uh, in an empty building. The the league was put on pause before that game. That was the same day. So is the team communicating with you well now? Because like the NHL season technically isn't canceled yet. Like it it could still come back. Like wh- are people still communicating with you saying you know stay in shape? This thing could turn around. Like what's the I guess rumor mill in the NHL? Yeah, I think that's all. That, there's so many so many rumors and it, it's so fluid, right? Like I know that like and it's not just hockey. It's yeah. any sort of uh, business or or society like there's new information coming in and going yeah. out every day. So we're just trying to stay on top of that. We get an email update every day as a team, just from what's going on with basically just summarizing what uh, new developments have happened with, with government announcements. And okay. then also with, with the, the sporting world and specifically the NHL. So we just stay on top of that. Um, it's completely in the air right now. Right now we're told to, you know, it's okay to go home, um, but, but stay in shape and, and just be prepared for for anything. There, there's nothing off the table right now as far as if the season will come back at all and if it does, um, in what sort of form. So we, we just have to stay open-minded on that front. It's crazy how the whole world is kind of in this together, like the sporting world, the business world. Any, Just everyone kind of has no idea what's going on. It's interesting. Yeah, no, it's really interesting. And, and everyone's being affected by it negatively, unfortunately, but some some worse than others but it just goes to show that we are all in this together because there's no one who's who's getting getting away from this whether it's financially emotionally health wise like we're all being affected by this so yeah yeah it's it's uh it's been crazy yeah it it is crazy um kind of off topic not really i'm a big food guy we all are we all love food uh i wrote down on my questions do you guys have a like a breakfast guy in columbus like when you go into the rink is, is there a guy making food for you Yes, there is. Yeah. Unreal. Yes, yeah, so that's nice. What are some things that you maybe caught off guard by that Columbus had and maybe Anaheim didn't? Like, are all NHL teams kind of even keel at this point, or was there something like, oh, sweet, like I'm happy this is here in Columbus? Um, I think every so there's there's a level of professionalism and there's a certain standard that the NHL keeps up as far as the the way they run their their organization and. and that standard is exceptional. So if you're, if you're on an NHL team, regardless of the city, you're, you're being treated first class, which is, which is very cool. Um, the thing we noticed about Columbus coming in right away, um, was just the city. Like, I think we, in talking to guys who had played there before and the guys who play here now, like you don't hear a ton about Columbus, but, um, the reputation it has within the small circle of the NHL is that it's a bit of a hidden gem. You know, there's a ton of, great restaurants any type of food you want um there's high street which has a lot of really good um bars and restaurants um it's right on the river there and then it's a it's a it's a great sports town we all know how much they love their their buckeye football that's a bit of a religion here you learn pretty quick i I haven't been here for the fall but but you hear right away that ohio state football is religion but they, they love their sports they love their jackets um when the i only played two home games but 
but the crowd was electric and stuff. So it, it's a really good uh, city to, to live in, a bit of a hidden gem, and it's a great sports town too. I forgot to ask you, because last time when you, we talked and you played for Dallas, you said you never went to a Cowboys game. Did you ever end up going to the game, a Cowboys game? No, I didn't. Sorry. Devin, no. come on, man. I know. <laughs> but I, I don't know if I told you, I don't know if that had happened yet. I think it already had during that, that call, but we had an off day in Denver when I was playing for Dallas, and we went to a Broncos game. So yeah. I have been to an NFL game, but I apologize. No, I never went to a Cowboys game. So you're going to try to get out to a Ohio game, or what? What are they called, the Buckeyes? Yeah, the Buckeyes. Yeah, yeah, it'd be uh, yeah, like in Columbus. So like they have the Browns in Cleveland and the Bengals in Cincinnati, but in Columbus here, it's it's uh, it's their college team, and and they love it. Yeah, I'd love to get out to a game in the fall. It's crazy in the states how some like college football or even high school football is bigger than the professionals. It's insane. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and basketball too. I think there's certain pockets around the country where their their college. You look at Duke or Indiana. You look at their college basketball. It's even bigger than the NBA. Yeah, that's nuts. Um, quick, not a weird question. Just an, an observation. I notice when Tortorella does his press game inter or pregame or postgame interviews, there's always a Tim Hortons cup on the stand. Is there Tim Hortons in Columbus? Yeah, there's yeah, there's Tim Hortons in Columbus. There's the Tim Hortons attached to the building, so that's no that's nice. A little little taste of home, yeah. Okay, you got okay. Are you a Timmy's guy or you a Starbucks guy? With coffee, to be honest, I'm I'm probably a Starbucks guy, but that doesn't mean like I I love Tim Hortons too, and like I'll always go there just because it feels Canadian too. If you want to grab a snack or a super bowl of chili, like I still really like their coffee too. So the, the only problem is that I drink a lot of iced coffee and and. Uh, so so hot coffee, I'll probably go to Tim Hortons, but I really like uh, a Starbucks iced coffee. You ever have a coffee before the game? Some guys can't handle it in their stomach. Some guys can. Do you like it? Oh, yeah, every game. Every oh, yeah? Game. Yeah. Iced coffee or yeah, hot I'll, coffee? Iced coffee, nice big one, venti. <laughs> Good stuff. Do you make it from home yeah. or do you pick it up at Starbucks on the way? No, we do the uh, – <laughs> Maggie orders it for me on her, uh, on her app online, oh. so like it's just like – it's already made, so I just pop into the place and pick it up, and it says Maggie on the sticker. Take it into the game. <laughs> so every game you roll into a, every game you have a, a large iced coffee, and it says Maggie on it. Yeah, yeah, because it's <laughs> ordered from her app. That way, I don't have to wait in the drive-through or wait in line. <laughs> That's a good relationship. You guys are on key. You guys are helping each other out. I like go. it. Yeah, yeah. She uh, she does a ton to help me out. I, so I'm trying to cook more during this quarantine to help her out. I know, man. Like, I I went to the grocery store yesterday and probably bought like $150 worth of food. And it's just all the cook. Like yesterday, I made a, a shepherd's pie and I didn't even eat it. Like I wasn't even hungry. I just made it just to kill time. Yeah, it kind of becomes, you can kind of see, like, I don't think I'll ever get to this point, but there are people around the world, obviously, with, that their passion is is cooking, right? So like, you can kind of see how that how that it becomes a thing. Like it, it is a bit of a hobby now. You're kind of interested to see what would work like i said I'm, I'm no good or anything but it's cool to kind of just sit back in the kitchen put some music on and and make your food so it's yeah nice. it's, it's relaxing. more of a hobby now yeah um you said that you're watching netflix are you watching tiger king yet or no but i but like that i I've, i'll probably start it today like I, that's it's sweeping across all the social medias Is, have you seen it yet yeah i finished it uh is it crazy it's it's insane it, it it's 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 almost like it was meant to be that it came out right now during the time where everyone's inside watching Netflix. It's just kind of meant to be. It's it's, it's insane. Yeah. It's insane. 
No, yeah, I've heard I've heard all about that. A bunch of my buddies have have already finished it, so I'll I'll get on that soon. Um, Columbus, right now, you guys are in uh, a playoff spot, which is wicked. Um, I know I already asked you this about the rumor mill and stuff like that, but if the NHL, did you hear? Essentially, the question is, did you hear anything if the if the season does come back that it'll start right now um, in playoffs? Like they'll just scratch the regular season and you guys will just start playoffs. Honestly, I have I have no clue. Just nothing. Like the it, no, like I said, nothing's off the table. Like you could you could pick back up right where we are, finish eighty two games, and it's possible you could shorten the season. It's yeah. possible you could. Um, I don't think they would make it. So like, if teams that are on the bubble and if they decided to start the playoffs, I don't think they would just take the sixteen teams right away. I think they they bring that line lower. You know, so the teams that are on the bubble, maybe they have like sort of a, I don't know, like they play a few more extra games or there's like a play-in style, but I don't think any teams that are right on the bubble and might be on the outside looking in, they would just say, okay, these are the playoff teams. But then again, I could be wrong. That's exactly what they could do. I, like, I, I wish I had more of a concrete answer for you, but, but the way, if at all, if the season comes back and playoffs, the way it comes back, I have no clue. So we're just, we're ready for whatever. But yeah, we're right in the thick of it right now. So if we do come back, um, every game we're going to play up, up and uh, up later. Once we continue, is, is going to be a huge one. So that that would be a lot of fun if if we do get back. All the uh, well, there's a majority of Leafs fans that live here in Halifax, and right now the Leafs are in seventh in the Eastern Conference. So everyone's like, you know, let's start the playoffs right now. Who cares? Because they're in a <laughs> yeah. playoff spot. So yeah, everyone's and, going. And I'm sure if if I was a fan of a team who's in right away, like uh, I, I'd be the same way. I think right now, like it's it's so tight. In the East, we're in by points, but but we've played a few more games, so we're technically not in the top eight by uh, point percentage, like points divided by games played. So it, it's so tight. So I'm look, uh, I'm looking yeah, at it right yeah, now. Be, it's you, Toronto, Carolina. You guys are all tied for 81 points right now. You have 70 games played. Toronto has 70 games played, and Carolina has 68. There you go. Yeah. So technically, Carolina has those two games in hand. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, no, it'll, uh, if we do get back, it'll be a dogfight, and it should be a lot of fun. Um, I know I already asked you this in the first podcast that we did last year, but I forget what the answer was. Where's, uh, where, where's the favorite place to play right now in the NHL? But it could be different, though, because you're in Columbus, so maybe in Anaheim you'd rather play like against Los Angeles at the Staples Center. So I, I'll ask, because you haven't played in enough teams yet with uh, Columbus, so I'll ask you yeah. relating to Anaheim. When you played in Anaheim, where was your favorite place to play? I think those uh, those LA games. There's a great rivalry there, whether it's home or away. But um, regard like my entire career in the NHL, my favorite place to play is has been Montreal. Really? Um, yeah, like their their atmosphere is incredible, and their ice is good. Their ice is the best in the league. Really? So like the way that the way their building set up, like the 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 seating's really steep. It feels like you're playing in a bottom of a well almost and and then like they go out to fix you by cold play and like it's the habs too and so they're like their fans and like their atmosphere is ridiculous and then i really like like their i think if you ask anyone in the league their ice is is the best if not one of the best in the league so it's always nice to play on good ice how was the ice in anaheim was it a little choppy it's terrible was it terrible ice yeah oh but they're they're working on it i'm sure it's tough in california but um I think just the nature of it of pro sports, like the buildings are so big, 
So the, the average ice sheet in the NHL probably isn't as good as you'd think. Like they do a lot and it's good and they, they, they obviously shovel it every commercial break and, and whatnot, but it's, it's tough to just keep, uh, the ice used to say what we were, what we were used to in the middle of winter in those community rinks at six in the morning. Like that's hard ice just because it's freezing in there. Oh, it's the best. Ice. Whereas like you get 18,000 cheering people breathing and yelling and talking and stuff. It's, it's tougher to keep the, keep the ice good. Well, it's too, you got to think of like concerts and then you got to think of basketball games. And like, if your city has a lacrosse team, like that's so much exchange of the ice going underneath that black sheet. And it can definitely have a wear and tear on it. I remember talking to oh, the, yeah. the well, the rink here in Halifax, the Scotiabank Arena. I was talking to the Zamboni driver and the guy that like maintains the ice because I don't know if you know this now, but in Halifax there's a lacrosse team here now, the Thunderbirds. So oh, yeah. there's a lot more um, exchange for like concerts, basketball, lacrosse, and then hockey. So it's like a, it kind of messed up their schedule for the past couple of years, and apparently it's taken a little bit of wear and tear on the ice there at Scotiabank yeah. Center. Um, I think we played we played a game against the Kings in uh, Staples Center, yeah. where, and like the Lakers played at like two, and we played at seven thirty. It no. was in the same building. No way. Yeah, yeah, it was nuts. Yeah, that is speaking insane. of the uh, the Thunderbirds too. Like I played lacrosse every summer growing up, and I know like I know a bunch of guys on that team, so it's pretty cool to see like with the Halifax connection now and yeah, and whatnot. We I, I used to go to Toronto Rock games all the time as a as a kid and and now it's cool to see them have a protein out in halifax yeah it's sick if you're ever back in halifax and with maggie you gotta come check out a game it's a great time yeah no definitely i if, will if uh i gotta plug this because it makes me sound like a big dog but if you ever need tickets you let me know okay perfect i may just have to take you up on that and then if i'm in Colu- about- if i'm in columbus though you gotta hook me up there with you tickets. Go. yeah yeah that's a fair trade if you All ask right. me no worries um one quick more uh, two more questions one you know, you, I noticed you didn't say Toronto was your favorite place to play. I, I would have thought that you said, you know, you're from Ajax, that you would have said Toronto. What is it about Toronto that doesn't make it your number one? Um, it's, it's always nice to go back home. Yeah. Um, I think it's just, if, to be completely honest, like these are all good problems to have. I'm not complaining, but it, it but it is a little overwhelming at times. You, you're worried about getting a hundred people. Uh, a lot, a lot of them are good. They get their own tickets, but you're worried about getting a hundred people on the list to see yeah. see after you got, you know. So you know, like every, you got to make sure everyone's set up for tickets. You got to, you know, you're seeing your family after the game. Um, you, you go to dinner the night before, and like everyone's messaging you, like, "Hey, like, go get them against the Leafs tonight." And like I said, it's all great, but it, it it's nice when you're playing 82 games in a season. You get into to a routine, right? And yeah. you, you're kind of going in business as usual. Um, so it, it's there. There, I guess there are just a little more distractions, and, and it's nothing that you can't deal with, and it's not an excuse. Yeah. But uh, but it it does get a little overwhelming at times. If there's ever an opportunity, maybe to play in Toronto, do you think you would take the opportunity, or at this stage of your career, you just maybe avoid it a little bit? Because some players have admitted to it. They're just like, eh, it's not for me right now. I don't know. Honestly, I, I, like at, at this point in my career, I'm just like. I always look at it like I'm, I'm just excited to, to be in the NHL. So, like, um, where I am right now, a lot of it, I don't have a ton of control over where I play. Like, yeah. I've been traded twice, and I've been an RFA, which means that a team holds your rights, and they choose to qualify you. So um, that's something that, you, you, first of all, you hope you can get to that point where you've earned the right to choose. And then and then if we do get there, um, that would be a, a decision we'd have to make then. But I'm, I'm not 
I haven't given that too much thought right now. You're, you're kind of focused on the day to day and how can I help the team I'm on now win? good stuff. And yeah, just last, you know, the, we're coming up on 30 minutes here. What, uh, you know, I guess just, you know, last minute of the podcast is yours. What do you have to say to the people? Because I know there's a lot of people out there that are worried and, you know, the sports world is down and out right now. And you're a guy who, you know, makes a living off playing sports. So I guess if you just want to give people a little bit of a shout out, tell them yeah. what to do and shit. I don't know. Just you can say whatever. No, no, no. That's great. It's like I, I've seen a bunch of uh, like professional athletes and celebrities and they, they've sent some really good messages out because they, they have a lot more of a following, you know, than than I do. I, I guess I got a, a, a pretty good platform, you know, being on the social media and playing in the NHL, but I kind of leave it to them. They got a bit of more of an outreach, but I guess um, the, the message right now is just there's there are things that are more important than sports and uh, there are things that are more important than, than business and money right now, and that's the, the health and safety of our, our friends and family and those we care about. So I think like I know for a fact, Mags and I, we're doing everything we can to to do our part with the social isolating and I, I encourage everyone to do the same and and uh, it's no question every day we wake up we miss playing um, in buildings we miss the atmosphere we miss the fans and, and we just miss competing um, and, and that's something we'll get back to right away I don't know when that'll I don't know when that day will come but it will come and when that day does come we'll we'll be focused on winning games but right now there's it's important to take a step back and appreciate uh, your health and and also give a shout out to you see the YouTube videos and stuff of all the people uh, working in the the healthcare centers, the doctors and the nurses, and and uh, the people working in, in the hospitals putting their health on the line to to help others. My mom's a nurse, and she's not she's not in scrubs, she's not in the the treatment rooms, but she she works uh, at a desk at the at a hospital right and right now she's working from home. Wow! But uh, so I can I can see the the direct effect she's. You know, she's up at six in the morning answering emails, and she she's on the same computer at at till midnight. So, um, big respect for those guys, and and we miss playing. And I know this is really long winded, but we'll be back soon, and we're we're looking forward to to playing for the fans again soon. Awesome. Well, Devin, once again, thank you very much for taking the time. I appreciate you coming on the podcast, man. I always enjoy talking to you. Yeah, you as well. And uh, all the best. Stay safe. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. I appreciate you having me on here. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thank you very much, everyone. We appreciate your time. We are out.
Oh, oh, oh.